If we want to abide in his peace, we must abide in prayer. We must be people of prayer. We must, we must spend time with him. You know, the Bible says they took note that they had been with Jesus. And if you've been with Jesus, you will have a peace upon you. You, you, you know, there will be just an anointing of, of peace upon you and upon your home. Welcome to Timeless Truth with Pastor John O'Hearn. And I'm so glad you're able to join me today as we continue our series on Abide in Him. And you know, this is something that's so precious to my life because when I first got saved in 1991, uh, I, I began a journey uh, with the Lord. And um, you know, the most precious times in my life when I look back uh, haven't been those times when, you know, I've experienced great blessing and uh, certainly I've experienced a lot of blessing in my life, a lot of favor. And uh, But, you know, the most precious times have been those quiet hours just spent with the Lord, whether in prayer or in his word or just in his presence, because, you know, we were designed to walk with God. And, you know, it's my hope that this podcast is going to play a part in, in helping you to have a deeper walk with the Lord, a more intimate walk with Him, because we were designed to know God and we were designed to walk with Him. We were designed to abide in Christ. And this is what uh, John chapter 15 invites us to do, uh, is to simply abide in Him. And uh, it says, I am the true vine and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch of me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. None of us like times of pruning. And yet, if you've been walking with the Lord for any degree of time, you realize you've gone through those times where it seems like, you know, there's been a pruning and uh, things have been cut back and it's, it's painful. But you know what? After that time of pruning, after that time of repentance, after that you know, time of just being on our knees and and maybe not necessarily sensing his presence as, as closely. Uh, you know, our natural reaction is to press in. And, and sometimes I wonder if that's what the Lord simply does as he takes a step back because he wants us to come in closer. He wants us to draw close to him. And um, it's like Jesus said to Peter, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. You know, God wants all of us to go deeper with him. And so uh, we have this, this beautiful passage where Christ describes how, you know, he prunes us that we, bear, that we may bear more fruit. You're already clean because of the word which I've spoken to you. And so the word of God has a sanctifying effect. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth, Jesus said. And so there's this sanctifying effect that his word has upon our lives. And, um, and, and we dealt with that last week about abiding in his word because it's only as we abide in his word that we abide in his will. Because the Bible says the word was made flesh and dwelt amongst us. The, 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 Jesus Christ is the word of God. And so um, we're not abiding in Christ if we're not abiding in his word. Amen. And so he said, abide in me and I knew as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I'm the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, 
for without me, you can do nothing. And so let's remind ourselves of that fact that, you know, if we're not abiding in, in Christ, if we're not uh, drawing close to him, if we're not walking with him, it doesn't matter how hard we try. We can try as hard as we as we want. Ultimately, we are doomed to fail. It it, it cannot work um, if we're not abiding in Christ because he is the vine and uh, the life for the branch comes from the vine and that's all we are is branches and you know Jesus said if anyone does not abide in me he's cast out as a branch and is withered and they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned if you abide in me and my words abide in you you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you by this my father is glorified that you bear much fruit so you will be my disciples and so the characteristic of a disciple is one who abides in christ and firstly we abide in his word and we dealt with that last week and uh, by this my father is glorified that you bear much fruit so you'll be my disciples as the father has loved me i've also loved you abide in my love and so the second area we have to abide in is in the love of christ and i would encourage you um to allow the Spirit of God to work in your heart. Because the Bible says the fruit of the Spirit is love. The very first fruit of the Spirit in Galatians chapter 5 is love. And and, and I appreciate that is not uh, something that, you know, comes naturally to us. It doesn't come naturally to, to love always, particularly, uh, you know, in, in our job or in the world. That many times... You will have people that will provoke you and bring out the worst in you, and uh, and 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 so it, it's something that we have to ask God to, to, to develop in us. And and as we meditate on the Word, uh, it, our hearts begin to fill with the love of Christ. Because remember, we can't give what we don't have, and this is why sometimes we, you know, get. Uh, maybe we you might have been offended at your parents or uh, loved ones or our or, or teachers or you know colleagues or people in work your boss etc but and 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 maybe you're frustrated because of the way they treated you but you know what people can't give what they don't have and it's only as we abide in Christ that our hearts will be filled with his love and that we can share that love with others and so if we will abide in his love, it will transform your marriage. It will transform your relationship with your children. It'll transform even your career in terms of how you engage with your colleagues. Because uh, when you're full of love, um, you're, you're not going to be so quick to be offended or to, 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 sh to respond with a, a sharp rebuke or to get angry or lose your temper. The fruit of the Spirit is love. And if we will abide in his love, uh, we will abide in Christ because we're only abiding in Christ to the degree that we abide in his love. And so this is the question. Are you abiding in the love of Christ? Um, you know, can people sense the love of Christ when they meet you? Um, your spouse, your children, your colleagues, can they, uh, can they feel that love? Um, <laughs> because sometimes we say, I'm not feeling the love. And, um, you know, love isn't a feeling, it's a choice. It's intentional. We are intentional in walking in the love of Christ and in sharing that love with others. And uh, so, again, Jesus said, as the Father has loved me, I've loved you. Abide in my love. And so he, he, he commands us to abide in his love, to live in his love, not just to, to go there every now and then or on a Sunday morning decide to put on your church face. And uh, no, this is something we have to live. We have to live 
in his love and we have to abide in his love and if you keep my commandments you will abide in my love just as I've kept my father's commandments and abide in his love these things I've spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full this is my commandment that you love one another as I've loved you so this isn't a suggestion this is a commandment we have been commanded to love we've been commanded to love the unlovable um, because it's easy to love those who love you but uh, Jesus has called us to love those even who are not lovely towards us and that takes faith amen and um, but but this is what God has called us to do this is my commandment that you love one another as I've loved you Greater love is no one than this, than he laid down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. Praise God. So we must abide in his word. And secondly, we must abide in his love. And, you know, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, love never fails. And um, if you will put the love of God in, you know, to work in your life, you'll be amazed at the changes you will see affected. And um, like I said, whether in your marriage, in your relationships, um, and, and you might say, but I don't feel like I, I, I love this person anymore. I don't feel like I love my spouse anymore. Well, uh, again, feelings come and go. Um, we choose love. We choose love. Love is a choice because we're connected to the love of God. And if you will begin to release the love of God in your home, um, release the love of God, intentionally love your kids, um, intentionally love your wife, your husband, um, just just allow that love to flow through you as, as uh, you know, to become a channel for his love. You will be amazed at the, at the change you will see in your life in Jesus' name because love never fails. And... Um, 1 Corinthians 13, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I've become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. Though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. And um, it says, though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. So the Bible says you can have all of these gifts. And 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 let me say this as a pastor, I, I, I quite frequently come across people that are very gifted, very talented. Uh, you know, they may even be very accomplished. But you know what? Sometimes they're sadly deficient in the area of love. Um, and you know what? Your character is not complete if you do not walk in love. And uh, if you're not a loving person, if you're not filled with the kindness of the Lord, David said, is there anyone to whom I may show the kindness of the Lord? Speaking of Mephibosheth. And, um, you know, love, uh, love transforms uh, the hardest of hearts. And, uh, you know, so it's, it's so important that, that we walk in love. Um, because this is the thing, your gifting can bring you places that your character won't keep you. And, um, and and so if you're not a person who walks in love, uh, if you're not a, a, a person who's able to control your temper and, and control your mouth, some people, like I said, are always gossiping or they're always lashing out at other people. Um, you're not abiding in Christ because you're not abiding in his love. Uh, because you know what, Jesus, uh, he loved us. God so loved the world. Our Father so loved us that he gave his son, Jesus Christ. You know, the Bible says, greater love is no man than this, than he laid down his life for his friends. You know, even as Jesus hung on the cross, he cried out, Father, forgive them. They do not know what they do. And so, um, uh, Jesus 
loves us. And uh, like the song goes, this I know for the Bible tells me so. And um, but but, you know, let's let's make a decision to release that love wherever we go in Jesus name. Amen. And so uh, love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. It's not puffed up. So uh, if you're full of pride, you're not abiding in the love of Christ. Um, because the Bible says love suffers long and, and that means you're going to be patient with people you're not going to lose your temper you're not going to be somebody who's always looking to give your uh, your opinion and, and uh, you know give them a piece of your mind um, love uh, suffers long and is kind are you kind? You might, you might be talented, you might be anointed, you might be qualified, you might be uh, highly educated you might be highly knowledgeable even of the scriptures but are you kind? because if you're not kind, you're not abiding in the love of Christ. And it says, love does not envy, does not parade itself, is not puffed up, does not behave rudely. Um, uh, I'll be honest, as a, as a minister, I've, I've come across ministers that, that, yeah, they can preach great, but they're just rude. They're just rude. They're just painful to be around. And I don't believe that that reflects uh, very well on the Lord. Um, you know, we should be so full of love that, that people can sense that love when they're around us, that they feel valued, that they feel loved and uh, that they can sense the love of God uh, through us. And it says, love does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. So build your marriage on the love of Christ. Build your life on the love of Christ and it will not fail. And uh, another area we abide in Christ is, I believe, by uh, firstly, we abide in his word. And, and secondly, we abide in his love. And uh, thirdly, I believe, abide in his peace. A abide in his peace because, you know what? God wants us to walk in peace. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. Uh, God wants us to walk in his shalom. And, and like I said... Uh, particularly in light of the times we're in. These are troubled times and uh, many people are anxious and fearful and worried. But you know what? We can walk in his peace. And Jesus gave us this beautiful promise here. Uh, John chapter 14 and verse 26. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to remembrance all things that I've said to you. Verse 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So Jesus has bequeathed to us his peace. He has given to us his peace. And that's why, you know, we must walk in his peace because if we're not abiding in peace, we're not abiding in Christ. If we're agitated and fearful and anxious, we're not abiding in the vine like we should because Jesus has given us his peace. He said, my peace I give unto you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Because the world's peace is dependent on circumstances. I'm at peace if, if everything is going well and if I have enough money and if I'm healthy and things are going well in my life, uh, I, I'm, I'm at peace. Uh, you know, a lot of people live for their holidays. They just, uh, you know, they're agitated all year. They're anxious all year. They're frustrated. They're depressed. And, oh, I just want to get away to the sunshine. I want to get away in my holidays. They get over there and, you know what? They're hassled. 
and they can't unwind. They can't uh, even there be at peace. And so this is the thing. If you won't be at peace here, you won't be at peace there. Amen. If you won't be at peace on a Monday morning in your job, you, you won't be peace at peace on a, on a Saturday evening in your home. And so we choose peace. And I think this is important. If we want to abide in Christ, we must abide in his peace. Because, you know, Isaiah um, speaks about Christ, our Savior. And, um, uh, you know, it, it, it so beautifully uh, describes him in uh, Isaiah chapter 9. And verse 6, and uh, I'm just going to turn there. Praise the Lord. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. And so if you are abiding in Christ, you will be abiding in his peace. And uh, and again, like I read uh, last week in, in, in Psalm 119, great peace have they that love thy law and nothing shall offend them. Psalm 119 verse 165. Amen. There is a peace that we will uh, uh, release in our lives. There is a peace that we will access in our lives as we meditate on the word of God, as we walk with the Lord, as we abide in Christ. Amen. And so Jesus has given to us his peace. And that's why Paul the Apostle said in Philippians 4 and verse 4, Rejoice in the Lord always. Paul wrote this from prison. Um, he was in a, a difficult place. And yet, he was able to declare, Rejoice in the Lord always. He wasn't telling us to do something he wasn't doing himself. Paul was in jail, but he was rejoicing because he was choosing to rejoice. Uh, why? Because he was connected to the vine. He was connected uh, to the peace of God. And it says, Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Don't be anxious or anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And so here Paul encourages us, you know, to to rejoice and uh, to, to pray and, uh, and, and as we do so, as a consequence of, of, you know, the Bible says, roll your burdens on the Lord and he will sustain you. Um, cast all your cares on him for he cares for you. And so as we learn to cast our burdens on the Lord, we will abide in his peace because like I said, peace is a decision. Um, you can choose to go to sleep at night. You can choose to rest in the promises of God or you can choose to stay awake at night worrying about your problems, being anxious about you know, what might go wrong or you know, how, to, how to get out of the situation that you're in. But here the Bible says that you know, again, rejoice in the Lord always. And to rejoice is a choice. <laughs> Amen. Uh, and, and, you know, as I always say, if you're saved, tell your face. Amen. The greatest advertisement for the gospel is a smile on the face of a believer. Amen. And you should have a, a, a smile on your face. The Bible says the book of, uh, of Nehemiah, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Amen. And so, uh, the book of Romans, for the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. 
Amen. And uh, so, uh, you know, I can I can deal with that in a moment in terms of joy. But you know what it says? Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. So the most natural thing for us when we're frustrated is to lash out. And so it's so important as we develop self-control, which is the fruit of the Spirit again. Fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, temperance, meekness, gentleness, and self-control. And um, so walk in gentleness, amen, even with those that are stupid. Uh, and, and sometimes people will do stupid things. Fact is, we do stupid things ourselves at times, don't we? So, you know, the Bible says, be merciful uh, and, and you will be shown mercy. Uh, but anyway, it says, be anxious for nothing. And, and, and so this is why we must choose peace. Um, the Bible says, be anxious for nothing. Don't be anxious about anything. Don't be worried. Learn to give it to the Lord in prayer. And, and here it's telling us, it's not about putting your head in the sand and pretending you don't have any problems. Okay, uh, we all encounter problems and challenges along the, 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 the pathway of life. And, um, but it says, don't be anxious. It says, be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, here it gives us the key. Um, it's not just pretend you don't have problems or ignore uh, your fears or your concerns. It says, in prayer and supplication, bring it to the Lord in prayer. And um, and so, again, you will not walk in peace if you do not walk in prayer. This is why we need to have a strong prayer life. And certainly for myself over the last 30 years, like I said, the most precious moments I've had have been those early hours of the morning um, you know when everybody else is asleep and when there is peace and quiet in the house I love those those peaceful times with the Lord you know many times I would I would have to pray in whispers so I wouldn't disturb my wife or the kids you know when I was in Bible school uh, I, I remember in, in, in Houston, I used to get up at, at about four o'clock in the morning and everybody else was asleep and they used to sleep with the doors open. So the only place I could pray was the kitchen and uh, the kitchen, I had all these open doors with the other guys sleeping. And so I used to pray in whispers and uh, but I was amazed at just how uh, even though I couldn't pray out loud and I couldn't sing very loud, I, I used to just um, whisper and uh, pray and, and sing in whispers. Um, I used to just, the glory of God used to just come upon me during those uh, early mo morning hours in, in Houston, Texas. And um, so, again, if we want to ab abide in his peace, we must abide in prayer. We must be people of prayer. We must we must spend time with him. You know, the Bible says they took note that they had been with Jesus. And if you've been with Jesus, you will have a peace upon you. You, you, you know, there will be just an anointing of, of peace upon you and upon your home. And, um, and so it says, in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, amen, uh, let your request be made known to God. So give God thanks. You may not have all that God uh, you may not have all that you desire, but you know what? God has done a lot for you. And we need to be grateful for the fact that we're healthy in our bodies, you know, that we have people who love us, that we have a roof over our head, a bed to lie on at night, you know, money in our pockets, food in our fridge. Um, we've so much to be grateful for. And so with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And then it says, as a consequence of doing this, so we see that peace is a result. Um, you know, abiding in peace... It isn't just some abstract thing that some people have and others don't. Here the Bible shows us that peace is a consequence of our actions. If we're doing the right thing, if we're learning to 
you know, present our requests to the Lord in prayer, present our, our issues and challenges and, and give God thanks for what he has done. Give God thanks for the answer because that's what faith is. Faith uh, shouts before the wall falls. And uh, we need to learn to do that. We need to learn to give a shout of faith before the walls have fallen. Um, you know, we need to be grateful, thankful people for all that God has done. And as we thank God for what he has done, we will discover that our faith will be stirred. Because as you remind yourself of what God has already done for you, you'll realize you know, this is just another um, uh, milestone along the way. This challenge is just another little bump in the road that the Lord is going to enable us to get over. Another giant he's going to enable us to bring down. Uh, you know, all David had was a stone in his hand and a sling in his hand. And you know what? Um, a mighty giant fell down and, um, uh, and never to rise again. And so, you know what? You're going to see your giants fall. You're going to see your mountains moved. Um, uh, but you know what? We need to abide in his peace because if we're not abiding in peace, if we're agitated, if we're frustrated, if we're trying to make things happen, if we're worried and concerned, uh, we're not abiding in the peace of God like we should. Because the Bible says the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And so I I'm sure Paul the Apostle, you know, uh, imprisoned in Rome or Ephesus, um, facing his imminent execution i'm sure at times he was tempted to be afraid he was tempted to be anxious i'm sure he was tempted to be frustrated he wanted to be out among the churches you know ministering to the saints and yet i find it amazing that even though he physically couldn't go to the churches god used him to write letters that not only encouraged the churches in his generation but have encouraged you know believers for for two millennia um, in all sorts of situations and all sorts of trials and challenges and um, in, in all, uh, all over the world and, and through the generations, you know, the words that, that, that God penned through Paul, um, you know, have, have been used to encourage so many of us down through the years. And that's the beauty is that if we will walk in peace, if we will walk in shalom, we will hear from God. You know, the Bible says, uh, you know, after the uh, wind and, and earthquake and, and after that is still small voice. And, and so, you know, we will hear from God if we will walk in peace. And this is why the devil wants you agitated. That's why, you know, he wants you distracted, you know, with TV and social media and all the other things that are vying for your attention. And I appreciate, you know, this is on social media, but I believe it's a productive use of your time. You're certainly not watching a cat video right now if you're watching this or listening to this. And uh, so, you know, it is important uh, that we learn to abide in him and uh, so you know abide in his word uh, abide in his love and uh, and and again uh, abide in his peace amen and uh, you know the last thing i would simply say is abide in his presence and uh, you know as you're doing these things you will become more conscious of the presence we need to learn to practice the presence of god you know the bible says in psalm 16 11, in your presence is fullness of joy at your right hand are pleasures forevermore uh, in God's presence is joy. In God's presence is everything that we need. And so uh, I would encourage you to do, to just spend time in the Word, spend time in prayer. And uh, as you do so, you're going to become more sensitive to the presence of God. You know, the Bible says, Grieve not the Holy Spirit of God with whom you're sealed to the day of redemption. It says that in the book of Ephesians. You know, don't grieve the Holy Spirit because uh, we can grieve Him by things that we watch, by uh, places that we go things that we do 
words that we say, we can be grieving the Holy Spirit of God. So, you know, let's learn to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Let's learn to abide in His presence. And, you know, as we abide in His presence, people will be able to tell the difference. You know, I already quoted um, Acts chapter 4, and uh, I think it's verse 12. It says, um, I just want to read it here, because I think it's, it's, it's very, very relevant uh, to, to what we've been talking about. And it says... Um, nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, they marveled and they realized that they had been with Jesus. King James says, and they took note they had been with Jesus. Have you been with him? Have you uh, spent time with him today? Have you been abiding in his presence? And, uh, you know, I hope, you know, these these teachings, these podcasts have played some part in stirring your heart to seek the Lord, to seek his face. You know, every every good thing that has come into my life, I believe has come as I've been just abiding in his presence, abiding in his word. You know, God has planted things in my heart and I've seen those things come to pass one by one because Jeremiah 29, 11, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans for good and not for evil to give you hope and a future. God has wonderful plans for us. And as we learn to abide in him, as we learn to uh, abide in his word, in his love, uh, learn to abide, you know, in, in his peace and in his presence, um, we will see the purpose of God coming to pass for our lives. We will, the, the, the blueprint that God has for us is going to become um, more clear to us. And, uh, you know, that we will, we will walk in all that God has for us. Because, like I said, you know, life, life is too short and eternity is too long to do anything less than God's best. And as I finish, I just want to read this beautiful promise in Isaiah 33. You know, I've been talking over the last few weeks about abiding in Him. And uh, I believe as we abide in Him, the things of God are going to become more real. And uh, the voice of God is going to become more clear. We're going to be more sensitive to the presence of God. And Isaiah 33 and 17, Your eyes will see the King in His beauty. They will see the land that is very far off. What a glorious promise that we will see the Lord. You know, the, the Greeks came to the disciples said, we want to see Jesus. And is that your heart? Is that your desire that you want to see him? You want to see the king in his glory. The Bible says that they will see the land that is very far off and that is heaven. And I believe in these days, as maybe in some ways the days become darker, I believe heaven is becoming nearer. You know, and God wants to reveal heaven to us. Uh, God wants heaven to become more real, more distinct, more evident. Um, I, I believe God has an anointing for us for this hour. And, uh, and that we can experience his presence. We can walk in intimacy with him like never before. And um, so I, I just pray for you today in Jesus' name, for every person that's been listening or watching, that Lord you would just draw them into your presence, Lord, and you would teach them how to abide, just as you've been teaching me over these years, how to abide in you. Um, I'm surrounded by so many beautiful books that, that have blessed my life, you know, books that have inspired me and spoken to me and taught me and helped me. And uh, 
you know, every one of them written by men and women who who had learned to abide in you themselves, Lord, who had learned to seek you and hear your voice and walk in your ways. And so, Father, I just thank you so much for what you have done in my life and what you're going to do in the lives of all those who are watching and listening today. I know that you want them to abide in you. I know you want them to know you. And I pray that you will reveal yourself to them, Lord, and bring them deeper in Jesus' name. I thank you so much for what you are doing, what you have done, and what you are going to do. In Jesus' wonderful name, teach us how to abide in you. For you are the vine, and we are the branches. And we love you, and we thank you. In Jesus' wonderful name, let your plan come to pass. Let your will be done. Let your kingdom come. In Jesus' name. This is Pastor John, thanking you so much for listening or watching today. And hope you can join us again on Timeless Truth right here. God bless you all. Amen.